This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 361. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 361. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I hope it's a sunny summer day wherever you're at. If you're listening in real time, actually in summertime, I'll let you know that I have Granny Danny, the damn dog right behind me. She just got back from her walk. It is a steamy 77 degrees or so here in Seattle. And I don't know if you can hear the panting behind me, but if you can, I mean, this old lady, this 13 year old mutt, you'd think she just ran a marathon. The panting is endless and my office is now filled with very hot breath. So (laughs) just know that you're missing out on that. If you were here with me in person, you would be able to feel the hot breath just enveloping you on this lovely summer day. So that's where I'm coming from today. Before we get started, as always, I want to give a shout out to our Shameless Mom of the Week. And our Shameless Mom of the Week this week comes from New York City Mom, NYC Mom 830. So just a reminder, Shameless Mom of the Week always comes from a review left in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And I always go in and I look for a review, someone talking about how the show has impacted them in some way. So if you leave a review and let me know how the show has impacted you, you might get nominated as Shameless Mom of the Week. And you can do that. You can just go into your podcast app, into your Apple podcast app, 
or you can go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. Those reviews matter. They help me know what's really resonating with you. They help my rankings. So it's a win-win for everyone. The show gets well ranked when we get reviews and you all get shout outs and exposure and we get to see how you're growing listening to the show, which really does mean so, so much to me. And I know it inspires other mamas, especially when they're looking for podcasts to listen to and they look and they see recent reviews and see what other women are getting out of the show. They can quickly see, oh yes, this will be a show that will help me. It will light me up. It will help me shine. And I definitely want to tune in. So NYC mom 830 says the shameless mom Academy is everything I needed. The episode on stop making people comfortable was everything I've needed, especially recently as women, we've been taught to shrink ourselves. So it comes a second nature to us to make sure everyone else is comfortable, even at the expense of my own peace and happiness. Thank you, Sarah. So I wanted to share this particular review and highlight the shameless mom of the week. So congratulations, NYC mom 830. That's her screen name because that episode stopped making other people comfortable was the name of it. So that that episode in particular did get a lot of traction. And I want to make sure that if you didn't listen to that, you go tune in. So that was episode 357 and it was two weeks ago. And that episode was really important for a lot of women because women by nature tend to be caretakers. We tend to be people pleasers. And this often comes at the expense of our own comfort. We make other people really comfortable. We play small. We stay small. We shrink in our wins and our successes because we don't want to make other people feel insecure or inadequate. And can we just say enough, please? Enough of the shrinking, enough of the minimizing, enough of the dismissing our own successes and our own shining to make other people comfortable. I want you to shine like a mother. And also, I want to get t-shirts made that say shine like a mother. (laughs) I'm like looking into that right now. It's my new favorite saying. So if you think we need t-shirts that say shine like a mother for the Shameless Mom Academy, you let me know. So thank you for that review. I appreciate it. And like I said, that episode got a lot of traction and I think it's a really important one. And so I wanted to reference it and I appreciate that this mama felt especially impacted by it. So with all that said, I'm excited to dive into today's topic because it's actually relevant. It's actually, we're going to kind of keep talking about shining and how you can, when you stop making other people comfortable and when you can really shine in your own confidence, your own ability, your own power, what that really looks like. And a lot of that is around taking off our own armor. So I want to do some truth telling here before we dive into some of the nitty gritty. So I want you to acknowledge and embrace that you deserve to embrace and appreciate all parts of yourself and your story, not the just the pretty parts. You deserve to reframe and reset your mindset around the struggles in your life, not settle for constant self-doubt and negative self-talk. You deserve to get curious about who you are and where you came from and where you want to go in life, not stay the course that is maybe not lighting you up. Maybe that's never lit you up or is no longer lighting you up. You deserve to grow and expand and become a more positive, powerful, purposeful version of yourself, not shrink in frustration or worry because of where you come from because of things that's happened in the past, because of parts of your identity that maybe you have kept buried that you're still holding on to as if because you think that they need to hold you back. And maybe sometimes this worry leads you to thinking that you're never going to get all the things that you want out of life. Not only do you deserve all of this, but you are truly 
capable of all this. You are capable of embracing all of you and all of your story and being powerful around that. You are capable of reframing and resetting your mindset so that you can shut down that negative self-talk and that self-doubt. You are capable of getting curious about where you came from and what's the story behind your life and also getting curious about where do you want to go? Where do you want to go in the next three months, the next 12 months, the next three years, the next five years, and actually starting to take the steps to get yourself there. And you are very capable of growing and expanding into a more positive, powerful, purposeful version of yourself starting right now. And so many people who listen to the show are struggling with their identity. This is a whole premise of why I started the Shameless Mom Academy. I had really, really struggled with my identity after Vinny was born. That whole first year after he was born, I was constantly waiting for my life to quote unquote, go back to normal. I've talked about this at length. Almost anytime I get interviewed, I talk about this because it was really such a catalyst for me starting the Shameless Mom Academy when Vinny was about three years old. But that really came from having such a loss of identity in that first year and thinking like, I just want to go back. I want to go back to who I was before. Like, when do I get to go back? And I had to finally wrap my head around this new identity that I wasn't that person. I don't get to go back. And that where I was at as a mom who really struggled in that first year of motherhood, that was part of who I was. And that's what I needed to be embracing. And that's where I needed to step forward from rather than trying to go back, rather than trying to be this person I was before. And the person I was before had been playing small. The person who I was before was really not totally ready to step into bigger, more powerful places that I was able to step into after I dropped my armor, which we're going to talk about in a minute. So if you're struggling with your identity, who you are, where where you've come from, where you want to go, you are not alone. And it's time to take off your armor and it's time to take off the armor that you think is protecting you because the armor that you think is protecting you is actually holding you back from taking action, from building momentum and from realizing what you are truly capable of. So I want to talk a little bit about what armor looks like. We talked about this at length at Shameless MomCon last year. So when women came to Shameless MomCon last April, we did a whole exercise about taking off your armor and putting on your cape. And I'm going to talk you through a little bit of that today. I'm not going to give away too many secrets because you need to come to Shameless MomCon 2020 to learn all the secrets. But so we all have armor and our armor is usually caught up in our identity. It's caught up in our stories about our truths. It's caught up in our stories about the things that we've survived, the things that we have been through, the things people have said to us, the way people have impacted us, the way people have maybe hurt us. Our armor comes from our experiences. And often when we've had really hard experiences, especially if we've had traumatic experiences, we build up armor to protect ourselves, to move forward and to be able to continue. It's like a survival mechanism. And so what armor looks like over time is as you put on more and more armor and more ways of protecting yourself and keeping your stories under lock and key and really hiding certain parts of yourself or not sharing certain parts of yourself, what this looks like is you projecting basically a false identity, not really projecting who you truly are, what you're capable of, who you really want to be. And I've had so many fascinating conversations with women and especially moms around this, around them recognizing like, holy cow, I'm not showing up as my whole self. I'm showing up as this very small version of myself, or I'm showing up as a shell of myself sometimes. Sometimes the armor is so thick and big and tight around us that we literally like can't move through it. We are very constricted by the armor. And so we go through life in these very routine ways without living 
out loud and without living big and bold and brave and living authentically and really letting ourselves shine. Instead, we stay quiet, we stay small, we stay complacent, we stay really comfortable in many ways. But that comfort, being in those comfortable places actually becomes uncomfortable. It becomes painful because we're playing such a small game compared to what we're actually capable of. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So some specific examples of what this might look like for you, it might be keeping people at arm's length. So when you make connections and build relationships, you don't share very much of yourself or you only share yourself on a very superficial level. Maybe this looks like laughing when you're hurting instead of speaking up for yourself. This happens a lot. When women are hurting, we laugh. We laugh at our stories. We laugh at ourselves. We laugh at our shortcomings. We laugh about a lot of things to make us look small and we make ourselves look really silly instead of really identifying pain. Your armor might look like keeping secrets and holding shame around your stories. This comes up all the time in Momentum Mamas. So in our membership community over at Momentum Mamas, we talk a lot about our stories and people often over time and being in that group will come forward with a story, something that they've been holding really close to them, you know, to their heart for many, many years, oftentimes of the better part of their life. And what happens when you release those stories is you get to free yourself from the shame around the story. 
And all of a sudden, the story that was so big, that was holding you back so much in life and keeping you so small becomes this tiny little thing. It's like, it's not even that big of a deal. And I've seen this happen over and over and over again, where someone will say like, I'm going to share this thing. I've never told anyone or I've told very few people. And I've made it this really big thing in my head, this really big thing in my heart. And I'm ready to release it. And as soon as they release it, it's like, that wasn't even that big of a deal. And this is often around, you know, big traumatic things, but we make them so big in our heads that they're crippling and stifling. And it's almost like we can't take a full breath. And then you release them and people actually want to connect more with you because of what you shared. And people feel closer to you because of what you've shared. And suddenly that shame goes away. And those stories feel small because you've opened yourself up in such a big way. And you've been able to be received in a big way. And you've been accepted in a big way. And you've been supported in a big way. And so that story that was so caught up in shame suddenly feels small, almost silly. And I don't mean to say that in a way that would minimize a traumatic story, but it feels so small that it can feel silly that we've held it so close and not let other people know and not let other people support us in our healing and our sharing and everything along those lines. Our armor also can look like playing small out of fear of failure or fear of looking silly. And so we'll take very low risk or no risk action steps in life because we don't want to fail. We don't want to look silly. We don't want someone to see us fall. And that can look like over time is that we really don't progress in our relationships. We don't progress in our careers. We don't progress in just building lives that we love that fill us with joy. Armor also can look like making others look small in order to feel better about yourself. And so this looks like gossiping about other women, telling other women's stories without their permission, passing judgment on other women's bodies and choices and successes and stories. So when we feel constricted by our armor, we feel shame around our armor, and we want to keep other people at arm's length, we will let other women take the fall for us. We will talk about their lives and their stories and their situations and pass a lot of judgment because it is a distraction from the secrets and the shame that we are holding about ourselves. It's a distraction from our own insecurities. Think about the women around you who are known for gossiping, telling other women's stories, passing judgment on other women all the time. Those are the women who are most wrapped in armor, who are most held back by their own stories. Those are the women who are completely caught up in their own insecurities. And maybe you are that woman. Maybe you are the one who builds relationships with other women by talking about other women, by passing judgment on other women, by talking about, well, she shouldn't be wearing those clothes. And I heard this about her husband and her job really isn't that great. And I heard she's making this much in that house that they got. Well, their parents actually bought it for them. Like all that kind of stuff. That's your armor speaking. Our armor also can look like staying really comfortable and stagnant instead of taking chances to step into bigger roles and bigger opportunities. So we play small because our armor holds us back and we don't want to take the risk of looking silly, of failing, of looking unqualified, of maybe uh, we make the assumption when we have a lot of armor, we feel like we're not worthy, we're not deserving, we're not capable. And so we let that armor hold us back and we stay in the same place for a really long time. And that pain of comfort becomes our biggest discomfort because those comfortable places become real uncomfortable when everyone around you is moving on and moving up and taking chances and finding success. You've seen this over and over again. Like when you see someone who 
finds success or does something really amazing. And all of a sudden you feel shrunken by it because you feel like, oh my gosh, they just did this big thing. What have I done? So when we stay in our comfort zone, our comfort zone gets real painful sometimes and it gets real uncomfortable, which is the opposite of what you'd think, right? Like you think your comfort zone is just like, oh, I'm just laying on the couch and sipping my wine and enjoying my TV shows and my Netflix. Not really. That comfort zone, that comfort zone is only comfortable if that's like your reward for stepping out of your comfort zone. Because that comfort zone gets real uncomfortable after a period of time when you've experienced no growth, no development, no evolution, like you're going nowhere fast. That comfort zone is not a fun place to be. It's not comfortable anymore. It's painful. It's emotionally grueling. It's exhausting. It's draining. You feel tired all the time. You feel like you don't can't find meaning in your life. You have no passion in your life. You have no direction in your life. You feel completely stuck. So those places when we're stuck in our comfort zone because of our armor, it's actually really painful. And I equate that to being like when you have so much armor on you that like you're just it's all just been on there for years and it's rusted and you can barely move like it's heavy. It's rusty. You can barely take a step forward because it's heavy because it's so rusty at the joints and you're completely held back by the whole thing. So Brene Brown says that vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage and truth and courage aren't always comfortable. And that is so true. And when we go to take off our armor, it's vulnerability and we expose the truth and we take the courageous action and it's super uncomfortable. And also with pushing past that discomfort, with being vulnerable, with stepping into your truth, speaking your truth, practicing courage, all those uncomfortable things, that is where you open the door to connecting with other people in the workplace, in friendships, in marriage, in relationships, with your kids. That is where you open the door to connection. So stepping out of your comfort zone is where you create the opportunity for connection. I'm going to say that again. Stepping out of your comfort zone by taking the courageous action to take off your armor, that is where you create the opportunity for connection. And those connections are where you start to feel empowered and excited enough to put on your cape. So what does it mean to put on your cape? Putting on your cape is the opposite of having your armor on. So your armor, it holds you back. You're stiff, you're rusty, you're heavy. You can barely move forward. You can't take a step. You're crippled with fear. You're constantly terrified. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to fail. You're exhausted from carrying the armor around with you. Putting on your cape immediately feels lighter. It might feel scary, but it feels lighter. It feels exciting. It feels exhilarating. It feels energizing. So the first steps in putting on your cape are to own your armor, to really look at how am I holding my own self back? What are the stories that I'm stuck in that are keeping me stuck in my struggles? How am I playing small in my life? How am I maintaining relationships that I am not thriving in, that are not authentic relationships? How am I keeping people at arm's distance and not really letting them in? So you have to look at what is your armor and how can you own it? And we all have it. This is not like, for those of you who are like, I don't even have that. I'm good. You do. I promise. We all have it. I definitely have my armor too. And it can show up in a lot of different ways. It might be in friendships. It might be in your marriage. It might, I mean, in marriage, this happens all the time in terms of intimacy. Like you can have a really great friendship in marriage, but do you have intimacy? This happens in the workplace. This happens 
all the time. This happens in our relationships with our kids. What is your armor in terms of how you raise your kids? There's things that we do. If you're raising, like it might not happen when you have a three-year-old, but when you have like a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, an 18-year-old, and you don't know how to connect with them, it might be because of your armor. So look at what your armor is and own it. Own your armor. Own that there's some things that have happened in your life that have shaped who you are, and maybe you haven't worked through them, or maybe you haven't processed them fully enough to be really be able to step out of the shame and out of the trauma and into the power of those stories. The next step to putting on your cape is to share your stories, to share your stories and own your experiences. And you can do this across any platform in any space. Now, there's ways to do it that are going to be more powerful than others for sure. But there are ways to do this safely in relationships, in the workplace, like anywhere. So I've done this in talking about infertility. I've done this in talking about parental rejection. I've done this in talking about anxiety. I think you can do this in a million different ways. And every time I've done this, I have felt better afterwards. I have felt like I had more power. I felt like I had more confidence. I felt like I had more support. I felt like I had more of an ability to live my life in bigger, bolder ways because I stepped out of the armor, the armor that kept me stuck in anxiety, the armor that kept infertility feeling extremely lonely and isolating, the armor around being rejected by a parent and how to find compassion and forgiveness in that situation. Stepping out of my armor and sharing my stories has given me so much freedom and perspective and power. The next step to putting on your cape is to do it scared. You do it all scared. When you see people taking courageous action, they're doing it scared. (laughs) They're not like, I can't wait to be super vulnerable. No, they're like, they're crapping their pants the whole time. And that's like, okay. It's okay to have a little diarrhea every now and then. I have it all the time. (laughs) I joke all the time with my coach. I'm like, oh my God, every time you tell me to do something, I get diarrhea because I get nervous all the time about doing the next thing and I do it scared and I do it fully prepared to fail, which is the next step to putting on your cape is fail forward. Like, no, you're going to fail. And Shalene Johnson said this a few years ago and she was doing, I think it was a podcast episode of hers that I was listening to. She was like, you know, the great thing about failure is you're going to learn something from it. But even if there's not like a super great lesson, it'll make for a really good story. Like a story where you can just completely laugh at yourself. And I so appreciate that because I love a good story. So I look for opportunities now to be like, oh, look, I totally just screwed up and let me tell a story around that. Like, let me tell a story about how I just made a complete fool of myself and let it be funny. It doesn't all have to be like this heavy, like, oh my God, I can't believe I failed and blah, blah, blah. No, like, let it be a good story every time. Let it be laugh worthy. Like the worse the story, the better. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. I remember dropping my phone in a toilet in Taipei, Taiwan in the airport. And I was super sick, not from being over in Asia, but I had left the US super sick with like a fever feeling awful. I was doing like a five or six day like super quick trip to Asia and like a super quick trip to Asia is so hard on your body because you basically are just like never in a time zone. It's ridiculous. So I get to Taipei. I drop my cell phone in a toilet and I'm like, oh my God, I can't not have a phone where I'm in Asia by myself and I don't know anyone. Like I was going to an event where I did not know anyone. The event was in the Philippines and I was on this layover in Taipei. So I like faster than I've ever done anything in my life. Like my reflexes, it was literally before I could think about it. I had my hand in the toilet in the Taipei airport, pulling that phone out. And what's funny is I was telling someone the story afterwards and they were like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. I can't believe you told anyone that. I was like, oh no, this is like my favorite story of the whole trip that I, without even thinking about it, jammed my hand in that toilet bowl so fast. And then I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is how connected I am to my device. <laughs> and, and I even made the joke. I posted about it on social media. I was like, I don't think I've ever done anything that quickly to protect my child, but protect my phone. Oh, hell yes. I will reach into that toilet bowl over and over again to protect my phone. So failing forward and making a funny story about it. Now that's not a traumatic story or a traumatic failure. 
but always looking for those opportunities to be like, here's a good story. Here's where I totally screwed up. And now let me tell everyone about it. And I do this all the time. And I do this. I talk about when I screwed up in business. I talk about when I've said the wrong, put my foot in my mouth, which also do that all the time. So be ready to fail forward and learn from it and do better next time. Don't ever be afraid to jam your hand in the dirty toilet bowl. (laughs) The next step to putting on your cape is embracing imperfection and practicing doing B minus work. So this is a concept from Brooke Castillo I've talked about multiple times on the show before. So embracing imperfection is not necessarily Brooke's work, but embracing imperfection to the point that you clearly recognize I'm going to do B minus work. So Brooke Castillo talks about B minus work. And so in terms of perfectionism, a lot of times we think I'm only going to do something if I can be really good at it. So then we just never do any hard things because we aren't sure if we can do them and get 100% or get an A plus which is ridiculous, but this is the path of the perfectionist. We don't take action because we are afraid of doing less than A plus work. And Brooke's whole theory is that you have to do B minus work. In order to move forward, you have to constantly be doing the B minus work because you should be doing a volume of work that doesn't allow you to always do A plus work. And you should also always be challenging yourself to do new enough things that you aren't even qualified to do them in an A plus way. So there's multiple kind of dynamics and reasonings behind this, all very powerful though. So embracing imperfection and practicing doing B minus work, because first of all, that allows for speed of implementation, that you are implementing and going, implementing and going, and you are moving and moving and moving. I hope you heard me snapping my fingers. So the speed of implementation, if I get stuck, so if I use recording a podcast for an example, I could record the same podcast over and over and over to make it perfect, or, and that could take me a whole day, Or I could record four podcasts in one day and be done with a whole month's worth of Monday episodes. So B minus work and embracing imperfection is going to skyrocket your productivity, your creativity, and your success because it's going to skyrocket how much you can get done, how much you can accomplish, and how quickly you can get from point A to point B. So I would much rather do B minus work and have more things done I would rather have 350 B minus episodes, not that I think all my episodes are B minus, but then have like three A plus episodes. And the plight of the perfectionist gets stuck in making three perfect episodes that take forever or never launching, just re-recording the same thing over and over again. It's not quite ready, so I'm not going to launch yet. So oftentimes perfectionists don't ever get started because they can't ever make it quote unquote good enough. If you can embrace imperfection and do B minus work, you put that, that level of putting on your cape is so liberating because it allows you to immediately be able to do a million more things and be qualified, worthy, and deserving of doing them at a less than perfect level, which means that the doors have just blown wide open in terms of what you are able to do. Next to put on your cape is to take a stand in your connections, in your conversations, Take a stand in terms of how you show up, in terms of not gossiping, not telling other people's stories, not passing judgment, not talking about so-and-so's job, their money, their house, their marriage, the way they parent, the clothes they wear, if their butt looks good in those leggings, like all of that stuff. No, it's none of your business. So really taking a stand, and this can be internally. You can also do this externally to say to other women like, oh, I don't talk about other women's bodies anymore. I don't talk about other women's money anymore, whatever, but it can also just be an internal standard that you set for yourself. 
that when you catch yourself in those moments in conversations where you're going to go to that default of making someone else look small to make yourself look better, to catch yourself and be like, hold on, that's not who I am. I'm not a person who talks about other women. I'm not a person who shares other women's stories. I'm not a person who passes judgment on other women's experiences. And then the last step to putting on your cape is to qualify yourself to step into a new space. And this is, I think, the most important one. And it's the one that we struggle with the most. We disqualify ourselves from so many things. And men are overqualifiers. Women are underqualifiers. So men, and there's all sorts of research on this, that like a guy will apply for a job he's only 60% qualified for. And a woman will only apply for a job that she's like way overqualified for. And there's research around this. And I'm not citing the research totally perfectly here because I'm doing B minus work. But there's all sorts of research around how a guy often will apply for jobs he's underqualified for where a woman will show up and just be tremendously overqualified or will not even apply unless she knows that she can like hit every single bullet on a job description. So I want to see you putting on your cape and qualifying yourself to step into new spaces. I was talking to a client the other day who has the opportunity to become a president of a company and everyone around her thinks she's totally qualified to do it. And I was like, okay, so you just have to qualify yourself. Like all you have to do is give yourself permission. It sounds so simple, but it's a big deal that so many of us don't do. So many of us don't qualify ourselves. We think, well, I have to get another certification or have the right experience or have this certain quality about me or practice this certain thing first or have this many hours under my belt or become a better version of myself first or, 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 or. When the reality is, in most cases, you're qualified to either do the thing or to start to do the thing, to like start down the path to do the thing, just as you are. You don't need anyone else's permission. You don't need anyone's support. You don't need anyone else's protocol. And you don't need to meet anyone else's standards. You just need to qualify yourself. And once you qualify yourself, there's almost always workarounds if someone else says you're disqualified. And this happens all the time too. So once you qualify yourself and someone's like, oh, well, you're not qualified. One of two things can happen. You can like walk away and be like, okay, got it. I'll accept that. Or you can be like, oh, actually, wait a minute. And when a woman qualifies herself in a position or situation where someone has told her that she's not qualified, it's a pretty awesome thing. It's a super empowering experience. And it is an opportunity for you to step into your power in a whole new way and be seen in a whole new way and shine in a whole new way. And it is a character building experience, no matter how it's received by the other person. So I always encourage you when someone disqualifies you, I encourage you to go back and be like, excuse me, hello, still here. And here is actually why I am qualified in spite of you dismissing me. Because the tenacity and the power that you will build in that experience, the level of character that you will build in that experience will change your life because it will change how you interact in every single situation after that. So qualify yourself to step into new spaces, to step up into new spaces. So take off your armor, put on your cape. Again, Brene Brown says, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage and truth and courage are not always comfortable, but we have to push through that discomfort into vulnerability, into truth telling, into courage in order to cultivate the confidence, in order to take it to the next level, in order to put on that cape to get to that place where you find the energy, 
where you find the excitement, where you are living that exhilarating life, where you are always slightly uncomfortable, but in the best possible way. Because in that slightly excited, slightly nervous state, there is power and energy and momentum. When you are constantly in the comfortable state, like I said, that state is where things become painful and complacent and exhausting. And then they become crippling over time and depressing and isolating. So you have to put on your cape and step into those places that are a little bit scary, but a little bit exhilarating, a little bit nerve wracking, but a little bit exciting because that is where the power is. That's where the momentum is. That's where the growth is. That is where it feels good. It might feel a little bit scary, but it also feels really good. So if this episode has been helpful, please do share it out and know that every time you share these episodes with other shameless moms, other moms in your life, that you are helping another shameless mom put on her cape. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.